Hi, everyone, and welcome to Training for Life Redeemed. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by my father, David Jackson. We are working our way through the book of Matthew. Today, we are looking at Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 to the end of the chapter, which is verse 25. We've already seen Jesus begin to uh, start his ministry a little bit. We've kind of had his birth and Herod chasing him and him coming back and going up into Nazareth. Now, verse 12, Dad, begins with Herod killing John the Baptist. Well, sorry, being arrested, sorry, not quite killed. <laughs> John the Baptist <laughs> is arrested, yep. which then makes Jesus, says he withdrew into Galilee, kind of like he's trying to escape being arrested himself possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he moves from Nazareth. He doesn't stay there. He heads down to Capernaum. Now, I really like Capernaum. It's this beautiful little city that's on the lake. It's on the Sea of Lake of Galilee or the Sea of Galilee. It's a kind of a port city there. It is also quite central for traffic, for be it foot traffic, but still traffic. Like everyone who's traveling to Jerusalem or up from Egypt through to Asia or to Europe down from Africa or vice versa, right? They are all going through Capernaum on their travels because it's kind of that little it's a little hub in that area, at least. Uh, and I, I see this move of Jesus partly as him coming and actually telling, like, it's, like it's time for his ministry to spread. That's, that's kind of the picture I get. He's going into Capernaum. A lot of his ministry is going to be in Capernaum and a couple of other cities around Capernaum. And constantly we're going to get told that people are spreading the news of Jesus and that, his fame is you know, spreading everywhere and he can't enter places. Can you tell me a bit about why you see Jesus moving into Capernaum at this point in time? Capernaum, as you say, Capernaum is beautiful. Um, and the synagogue in Capernaum, you, you walk out the front door of the synagogue in Capernaum and you're on the beach. <laughs> How good a church building is that? Um, and as you look across the beach, uh, well, as soon as you get in a boat, you're outside of the territory um, that Herod can arrest you. So he's he's not only he's landed in the crossroads of all this, um, the, the main highway sort of route, as you're saying, in and out of the country, but he's also right on the, on the border so that if the cops come chasing him, <laughs> he literally just steps across. It's sort of like Tweed Heads in Brisbane um, or the... Yeah, the Gold Coast up there, you can just cross the border and you're out of trouble, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that, that's a it's a key location for him. Um, one of the things that I, I've, and it also it's right on the border of Gentile territory. So he's, he's almost at the limit of Jewish occupation. Uh, and if he goes to the West, you know, he's in the Decapolis, he's in Golanitis. If he goes to the north east, northwest, sorry, if he goes east, he's in Golanitis. If he goes northwest, uh, he's in Tyre and Sidon, uh, Phoenician territory. And he keeps bobbing across those borders all the time. Um, so clearly this is a strategic place for him. Yeah, so this is also going to be the place where Jesus starts to call his disciples. So he's going to... Start by calling Simon or Peter and Andrew uh, and begin to flow from there. Why is Jesus beginning to get disciples at this point? 
Yeah. He's going to have three years, and I think he knows that he's only got three years, to train up a group of guys who are going to launch the kingdom of God uh, after his resurrection and ascension. So three years is, you know, what's it, it takes three years to do a Master of Divinity <laughs> full-time. Uh, he's grinning. Um, yeah, th- this is a, a fairly intense program that Jesus is going to embark on to train these guys up and have them ready. Uh, it says something that your first year out of Jesus Bible College, <laughs> suddenly the whole thing's your responsibility, um, all of the global mission. But that's what he's got to cram into those three years. I think we, because we talk about Christians as disciples of Jesus, I think we miss the point of what a disciple is. Um, so Jesus is at the synagogue in Capernaum as his base. He's operating as a rabbi and he has full-time trainees uh, who would have been in the normal course paying him, providing his financial wherewithal, uh, to be their Bible teacher. So that's how rabbis made a living. That's uh, how you know the Pharisees made a living. It's how Jesus is effectively making a living. Um, and these are serious students. They're not... Um, you know, they're not just, you know, I follow Jesus as a hobby and the rest of my week I'm busy. Um, they're, they're serious students, and I think we've missed that. We imagine just a, a gaggle of people following Jesus around, listening to what he says, you know, and having the ancient equivalent of a cup of coffee discussion and call it quits. Um, there's, it's much more than that that's going on here. So then once Jesus begins to get his disciples to follow him. He then really hits into his mission, his mission, right? His ministry. He starts traveling around. He starts going from synagogue to synagogue, starts teaching. He starts healing lots of people. People start bringing people to him to be healed. And it then talks about his fame spreading and it spreads through all, all throughout Syria. But then it also mentions yeah, the Decapolis, all of Galilee, Jerusalem, Judea, and even beyond the Jordan, his, his fame is spreading <laughs> everywhere. So, uh, yeah, I see... This is a kind of a cap to, you know, he's moved to Capernaum. He's beginning his ministry it's on those crossroads. He's traveling around into those cities that are just around Capernaum. You, know, you can cross the Sea of Galilee, go find another city, come back, walk up the road you know, and find another city down there. He's really doing a lot of mission or essentially in that area as he travels around healing people and teaching. Is there any significance to this just kind of summary like why why is the summary here (laughs) yeah so if if you put john's gospel next to matthew's uh, i did this little interesting exercise for my own benefit Uh, in the beginning chapters of john john describes the first week of jesus's ministry and it's all happening down it's not all happening it's mainly happening down around the the baptismal site so he's down at the jordan river He's around the area of of, um, the Judean wilderness, Jerusalem. He pops up to Cana for a wedding. uh, And he's, you know, he's in that area around Jerusalem for that first week. Then he heads north. And that's where Matthew picks him up. And when, when you do the, you know, line it up with John's gospel, I got a bit of a surprise. John tells the story of what Jesus did when he was in Jerusalem. And it looks like Matthew totally ignores that, and he's focusing on what Jesus did in Galilee. 
and it just so happens that Matthew comes from Galilee. <laughs> he he's a he's a Capernaum boy. He's just down the road at the toll booth, possibly the toll booth on the lake right out the front of the synagogue, um, you know, taking taxes off all the boats as they arrive. So this is hometown base uh, for most of Jesus' disciples. And his travelling ministry, I reckon he would have walked like half, you know, a couple of hours to one site, done his preaching and teaching at that synagogue and then walked back to Capernaum. It's not like he's he's disappeared and he's gone. Um, some of this is just you know a day trip, uh, and he's. But the shock is, <laughs> everybody who comes to him gets healed. So we're gonna those prophecies in Isaiah that when Yahweh comes, the eyes of the blind will be opened, the lame will leap. Uh, like loonies, you know, all this exciting, the deaf are going to hear, all this exciting stuff's going to happen. Uh, they've heard about John the Baptist. Herod's arrested him. Now Jesus turns up and every single person that comes to him gets healed. And the Roman capital uh, that governs all of, you know, Israel, Syria, all the way down to Egypt is in Damascus. So this news is going to spread. The Romans are really superstitious. You've got a, a big healer, you know, half of Damascus is going to be coming down to hear him. Um, Syria, Phoenicia, same story. Uh, you imagine if somebody walked through, you know, somewhere like Sydney and just walked into an Nepean hospital and cleaned it out. Um, you know, they're all healed. They're gone. No problem. Um, it would be big news. Uh, and that's now going to create a problem for Jesus because big news means Jerusalem gets involved, means Herod gets involved, means jump in the boat, go to, for a boat ride and get away. <laughs> Which he's going to do quite a lot, just jump in boats and, and travel across the Sea of Galilee. I think he likes the Sea of Galilee. Uh, I don't know if it's just the water. Maybe it's a really nice place. It is a nice place. Having it is. It's a really nice place to just go and hang out. It's warm. And how handy <laughs> How handy that four of your disciples happen to be fishermen who own boats. <laughs> That's right. We'll just go and hang out on the boat, guys. Eat fish all day and we'll be fine. Yeah. But that, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you would like to come and grab the study notes for this episode, please head to tradingforliferedeem.com slash 63. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. And of course, as always, make sure that you subscribe and come back and join us next week when we start looking at Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount.